okay, they're actually calling sitting the new smoking these days. And those are medical journals. Wow. So because sitting leads to increased heart disease, increased chance of stroke, diabetes, obesity, deep vein thrombosis, all kinds of chronic medical issues that you really don't want to get. Okay, if you get these, you're going to have a lot of trouble coming back from them. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Oh, so we're going to we're going to start over? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with the most amazing Dr. Keith Berg. Dr. Keith, thank you so much for being here with us today. You're, thank you so much for having me. This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. So peeps, uh, in the beginning here was a little interruption of us in the green room because we're getting into such good stories. I'm like, yeah, yeah, record. So we are now hitting record. So for the interest of those now eavesdropping on our conversation, <laughs> can you tell us a little highlight of who you are and what you do for business? Um, I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and I currently work with baby boomers who are looking for a holistic or natural way to lower and control their blood pressure. Right. And one of the reasons, if it's not obvious to you peoples out there, is that entrepreneurs in general tend to have very high blood pressure as a group. Uh, a lot of it is kind of stress management related, but we're going to get into some really cool aspects of it. So if you know somebody that has high blood pressure, and if you share a driver's license with them, you want to make sure that you listen to this to the end. <laughs> so uh, let's kind of back up the bus a little bit. How did you get into um, this as a thing? So we can start back when you were six and we'll just go from there. <laughs> okay. That's kind of what happened in the green room. Um, yeah. Cause this does my understanding and what I do did start back when I was six years old. And at that point, someone from the school I was going to, I was living in a farm community in upstate New York, kind of remote. Somebody in the school called my mom one day and said, you probably should take this kid in to have his neck and back x-rayed because we think something weird's going on. And that led to three orthopedic surgeon visits in a row, all of which agreed that there were so many spinal anomalies and things going on with my back and neck that they all concluded that I would absolutely be paralyzed by the time I was 13. And that my mom, my dad, the family and I should all just get our heads around that and accept it and just move on adjusting the house and all of that and get our lives moving that way. And I asked my mom on the way home from that last visit if these people all knew what they were talking about. And she said, well, they're the best doctors we have available. Um, it'll be up to you to prove them wrong. Um, turns out she had no faith in me to do that at all. And she started talking to my dad about how much it would cost to put ramps on the house, a big porch around it and adapt it to a wheelchair. But I believed that she had just given me the power to prove them wrong. And as only a six-year-old would right kids interpret things different than a lot of adults do i've tried to hold on to that since i was a kid because it worked out really well for me but i i believed that she would so i would wait starting that night until after everybody else in the house went to sleep and then i would go out to my favorite clearing on the farm and just kind of implore the sky basically about what can i do you you, you got to give me a hand i i believe there was someone out there and um 
long story short, I managed to tap into what turns out to be some ancient Chinese standing and moving meditations. And I didn't even know what they were. So for the longest time, I would just wait until everybody went to sleep and go out to the woods, do my little exercises out there, which I really believed were going to work. They did work. And I just thought of them as my secret moving meditations because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, it wasn't until many years later that I found out that these come from an art called Qigong from China. And they're very ancient exercises and they're very much designed for spinal strength and flexibility. So they were really on target. So once we got off the farm, I dove into studying all these ancient Chinese things. I ended up becoming a martial artist. I'm certified in three different styles as an instructor. Um, I'm certified by the American Tai Chi and Qigong Association as an advanced Tai Chi and Qigong instructor. Um, moving down the road, I eventually just finished my doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So I'm all immersed in all of these ancient Chinese ways. And I keep saying ancient Chinese because there is a difference between the way China used to think about things and the way that China does think about things. And I don't know if we need to go into all of that, but there was a shift right around the Cultural Revolution time. And they went more of a Western mindset to what they're doing. In the old days, there was a thought process that their doctors followed. The culture was such that you paid your doctor as long as everyone in your family was healthy. And you, if you if someone woke up in your house sick or you woke up sick, you stopped paying that doctor because the thought process was they're not doing their job. So this is a big shift from what we're doing in this day where we pay our doctors when we're sick. I'm very much in tune with let's go back to the old ways. Um, you can pay me when you're healthy. <laughs> no, I, I this culture fostered a mindset of trying to develop methods of restoring function naturally so um this was way before we had acupuncture chinese herbs or any of that stuff so i'm very much in tune with that i mean i've got my doctorate in acupuncture and chinese medicine but even if you came into my practice i would try to figure out if i could get you to do these exercises that would give you the power to fix whatever is going on with you on your own so when it comes to high blood pressure is it a matter of the food we eat, the energy we give off, the <laughs> lack of energy that we're expressing? Give me the lay of the land on on your thoughts okay. on that. Okay, there's there's that's part of it. I mean, the foods we eat do contribute to it. A lot of people today. I mean, seventy five percent of the people in the U.S. eat fast food at least three times a week. That's heavily salted food. It's not ever meant to be healthy food. It's just what it was said: fast food. Okay, so <clears throat> part of what I do when I work with clients is ascertain right up front, do you know how to cook? <laughs> um, do you know which foods you really should be buying that have actual proper nutrition? Do you know how to cook them? I can work with them to help you learn how to cook. I've been cooking since I was a kid. Uh, a lot of people wanted me to open a restaurant. I tend to cook really well. Um, I just like to teach people how to cook, how to buy the right foods. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, another big soapbox I get on a lot of times is sitting is not healthy. <clears throat> the average person in America today sits almost eight hours a day. Um, this is an increase of um, an hour a day 
every year since 1970. And as a matter of fact, the average 18 year old today sits over eight hours a day. So we're sitting more and more and more and more. So part of what I incorporate into what I do with my clients is I show them standing and moving meditations because meditations will actually by themselves lower your blood pressure. I worked with one guy that came into our acupuncture clinic and he asked if acupuncture could lower his blood pressure. And normally the answer is absolutely yes, let's go do that. Um, But he showed us a log that he keeps every day of daily blood pressure readings and they were consistently 200 over 100 which yes that look wow that's high they, <laughs> they, they were yeah that's beyond high that's beyond they were high. in a range where a lot of doctors would be like um you're gonna have a stroke any like minute now like now, <laughs> now. Okay. and so unfortunately with readings that high there is historical evidence showing that occasionally it doesn't happen very often but sometimes with readings that high acupuncture can induce a stroke so our clinic is like on the safe end of things we're like no we we can't do this and at that time there were about five people in the room and they all turned and looked at me and they said can those standing moving meditations help and i'm gonna always be honest about it and i'm gonna be like well they're not like a pill that you can pop in your mouth and it's done there you have to commit to these exercises and if he's willing to do them they can absolutely help and he was retired lots of time on his hands and determined to stay off the medications that his doctors were screaming at him to get on so i worked with him and it took actually nine months because we had to work back and forth and he made um gradual changes in his lifestyle as he saw results but the meditations alone started dropping his blood pressure noticeably to where he was inspired to make all the other dietary and lifestyle changes that i was recommending so after nine months he came back to me and he said my blood pressure is normal wow yes and then bonus he said my cholesterol numbers were dangerously high too they're normal He hadn't even told me about his cholesterol numbers, but the things we did brought those in line too. So now he's over 70 years old and he's still tells, I talk to him regularly. I'm going to go see him in about a week. And he said, no, I still do the exercises. I still watch my diet. I still backed off the caffeine and I still exercise, meditate and do all those things. And my blood pressure is still normal. Cholesterol number is still normal. No medications. So, um, It is a whole lifestyle change if you really want to take control of it. You have to watch what you're eating. You have to learn proper nutrition. You have to learn how to cook sometimes. You have to learn the right meditations because I absolutely don't agree with seated meditations on any level, especially since we're sitting so much anyways. And right. It might have been different at a time when everybody was working 14 hour days to go, okay, it's time to sit and relax. Now we're going, okay, we've sat and relaxed our lives away. Right. That's what we do now. <laughs> we work yeah. by sitting and relaxing. Um, I, I like to think in terms of when these meditations were devised, they were devised thousands of years ago by monks. Mm-hmm. And those guys at the time used to walk everywhere they went and they could walk 30 miles a day. So if they wanted to sit down at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not going to fault them for that. (laughs) But I don't know anybody that walks 30 miles a day at this point. Um, We all sit and and I, I just always have in my head that 
those comfortable reclining chairs that everybody has in their living rooms are called lazy boys. <laughs> for a reason. So yes, for a reason. No, I'm hoping I didn't offend anyone with that, but I don't, I don't have any of those chairs in my house. I don't have a couch in my house. My living room is um, dominated by a heavy bag. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no sitting. If you want to sit, you got to sit on the floor and stretch. Um, there's, there's no comfortable chair in this house, except the one I'm sitting here right this moment. But, um, no, we don't, we don't do that. Cause I think it, you need to put things around your environment to inspire you to exercise and mm -hmm. inspire you to move. Well, and I know a lot of people have, um, like okay the the lockdown is over we can quit talking about it now but i don't think we can because i think three years of sitting and and staring at a wall is is highly detrimental um to to our physical state in a object emotion tends to stay emotional object arrest and stay arrest so we're gonna have a little bit of upheaval kind of especially to break away from that inertia right and you know i don't mind um being the upheaval <laughs> um if i need to get in in somebody's face to tell them okay they're actually calling sitting the new smoking these days and those are medical journals wow so because sitting leads to increased heart disease increased chance of stroke diabetes obesity deep vein thrombosis all kinds of chronic medical issues that you really don't want to get okay mm -hmm. if you get these you're going to have a lot of trouble coming back from them um, if you have high blood pressure, that actually goes hand in hand with kidney issues. Um, a lot of people tend to think that high blood pressure is just the heart, the arteries or whatever. There's arteries that surround the kidneys. So if your arteries start having problems, your kidneys are going to have problems. So there's kidney disease associated with it. But at no time, like with that gentleman that came into the clinic, his readings had been 200 over 100 for a long time. We corrected it. There, there's no time when you can't say, okay, I want to correct these things. Uh, I want to get, I'm a big advocate of a no side effect life. So that's another part of these blood pressure medications. If you're on medications, you know very well what the side effects are. You can be coughing a lot, dizzy. Um, there's ED. There's all kinds of, you know, brain fog, exhaustion, all of these things go hand in hand with those blood pressure medications. If you can get your doctors to back off the dose or even take you off of them, why wouldn't you want to do that? That's that's where I'm stuck with. I mean, it's probably because I started out as a kid having to figure out how to do exercises to avoid that paralysis they were doing. But my mind is always like, well, if there's a natural way to do something, just because you have to put in a little bit of committed effort to change your lifestyle and your diet and your habits why wouldn't you want to do that mm -hmm. so when somebody's experiencing kind of exhaustion is there a best way to get involved in this like do we taper our way into it do we start <laughs> cold turkey oh, I, warm turkey I, hot turkey <laughs> um, I, do I don't know? believe in doing massive changes right up front i think that baby steps are what i talk about all the time the the standing moving meditations are not only calming but they're also invigorating so if you're exhausted this is why i start with if, if someone came to me and wanted to start working on this we would start with just the meditations because they can be invigorating 
they're calming they by themselves will start lowering the blood pressure and i i i've seen and i think what happens a lot is if someone some of these people tend to think nothing's going to help except these pills once they actually see that something that's very easy to incorporate into your life i mean i'm not talking about meditating for eight hours a day i'm talking about 15 minutes in the morning um maybe again 15 minutes at night but 15 minutes a day it's a cumulative effect kind of exercise the more you do it regularly the stronger the effect gets um so you could do it from the toilet all the way back to the bed while you're changing, <laughs> you know, you, you got to I mean, go from one place to another anyways. Why not? Exactly. So if that's the baby step we need to make, I have a walking meditation style. So I'll show you that. And you can just walk around your house getting ready for the day, doing that meditation. And it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the one I keep referencing that one guy that was 200 over 100 because he's uh, a great case study to talk about it was a drastic change and it took nine months but you could also say in less than a year he came down into normal range and we started with meditations and we started gradually we didn't just start dumping and then once he saw those results he was willing to say okay now what do I need to change in my diet to make to get it to keep dropping further and what else can I do in my lifestyle and the only exercise I added to the meditations was I started teaching him Tai Chi. Because it's a gentle exercise. It actually makes you feel good and it actually helps keep lowering your blood pressure. Um, I, I got him to back off on his caffeine. He was drinking a lot of coffee. Um, he backed off so much he gave me an espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have I all mean, these gadgets and gadgets now that I don't need anymore. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a gradual process. I would never ask anyone to just make a giant leap and change everything all at once. Nice. So I um, don't want you to step out of your marketing. I know you've been very good about listening to your marketing coach on, on who you serve and support. Sorry. But I'm going to guess <laughs> that there's no real side effects to somebody who feels overwhelmed and um, not necessarily high blood pressure, but other entrepreneurial stresses that you can just kind of go and take a break, do some of these exercises, come back to your desk and go, okay, I can face the rest of my day now. Oh, absolutely. And there are no side effects. The side effects are a clearer head, um, longer, healthier life. And I'm sorry if I'm marketing all the time, I've been beat into that. Um, (laughs) You're um, talking to a marketer. I can't not talk. I mean, I do apologize to anybody listening to this. I I don't do it intentionally at this point, but that guy's... (laughs) That's why they're listening is because I do this intentionally. (laughs) I don't... I just... It just comes out at this point (laughs) and I don't stop it. So I'll just say it must be intentional. But yes, um, one of the things I've seen is entrepreneurs. My wife and I have been entrepreneurs for a long time. And we've found that if we don't schedule breaks, schedule times to go outside and go for a walk, which is an awesome thing to do if you can just get outside. We all need fresh air. We'll just sit on our computers and work, 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 and then fall over at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of behavior pattern is common from entrepreneurs, and it's also commonly leading towards things like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So this is another reason why I decided to focus on working on the high blood pressure, because it kind of 
lets people have a longer work life without the fear of a heart attack necessarily and getting that under control because entrepreneurs we have to work all day every day or our business just kind of stops <laughs> and um you know as long as people want mortgage payments for your house your business can't stop so you have to work it but it is absolutely a great idea to schedule regular breaks and i know it's hard well i'm right in the middle of something i can't stop now yes you can um and when you come back to it you're gonna have a much clearer head to say oh I know how I can fix this, or I know how I can fix that. Because I know from experience that if you just stay on the computer working, 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 mm -hmm. A, you don't always do your best work, and B, you're gonna have things where I'm not really sure how I'm gonna work this angle or figure this thing out. You go away, get outside, get some fresh air, even for 10 minutes, and you come back and you're like, oh, this makes sense now. Your head just clears, resets, and you can go. Love it. So when, when you're working with somebody, do they have to be kind of local to you? Do you work um, virtually? Do you work internationally? How does that work? Um, I work locally on Zoom. I, I, I mean, I don't care where you are. <laughs> I, I can work. The, the, if we got into things like Tai Chi practice, that's difficult over Zoom because there's a lot of body posture correction stuff. But as far as the moving and standing meditations, I found I've gotten pretty good at teaching those online. Mm -hmm. um, and all of the dietary changes, how to cook, all of that stuff are easy to teach on Zoom. So if you're local to me around the Chicago area, be glad to meet one-on-one -on -one in person. If you're in UK, we do this on Zoom. I don't care. Nice. I love it. So... Other than high blood pressure, are there any other kind of symptoms or stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now and thinking, oh, my God, Dr. Keith, I need you in my life so bad? Um, well, other than high blood pressure, a lot of what I do, I can work with people that are overweight. Mm -hmm. I can work with people that high, have high blood sugar. Um, stress uh, is a big one. <laughs> the, um, I was just talking to somebody earlier today where I cited a website, the Mayo Clinic is talking about over 90% of our health issues and diseases today are caused by stress. Wow. And I said, I didn't use the Mayo Clinic reference, but I said 95, 90% of all our diseases are caused by stress. Stress, And the guy said, well, where are you getting your figures from? And I'm saying American Medical Association, Mayo Clinic, uh, really <laughs> big organizations. I'm not just making it up. So, um, Yes, anybody that feels stressed, I, I mean, even in the clinic, I, I, I want to say 75% of the people that I work with are coming in for stress. Yeah. And um, I, I, I can needle you for that, but I would much rather give you the tools to go home and learn how to manage your stress. Because one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily like the first time I say it is stress is a choice. Okay, we all surrounded by potential stressful situations every day, but it's really your choice whether you want to look at what's going on in politics and get stressed out about it, or whether you want to look at that and say, well, not really crazy about that, but I can't help it. It's not going to help my life for me to be constantly stressed out about that. So I'm going to step back from it and be aware of what's going on and not be just oblivious and living in a cave but be aware of what's going on and aware of what you 
can help and what you can't help and kind of separate yourself back from the stuff that you can't help and be able to start managing and controlling your stress. And I mean, stress leads to high blood pressure, high blood sugar, obesity, stress eating. I mean, <laughs> stress eating, that's a thing. Stress drinking. Yeah, stress <laughs> you drinking. Know, pretty sure we're all familiar with the symptoms at this point. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I can definitely work with people that are just stressed out all the time. You know that stress is being listed in doctor's offices as a cause for stress? What? That's what I said the first time. <laughs> People are coming in and saying, I'm so stressed out, it's stressing me out. I mean, and the first, first time somebody told me that, I'm like, wait, what? 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 And so they explain that everything in their life is stressful and they don't have anywhere to go or to de-stress. And that stresses them out even more right. because they need a place. Every, we all need a place or somehow to have that de-stress place, even if it's mental. We need Absolutely. to learn those tools. Absolutely. Deep breathing. It's <laughs> a great place to start. Well, that's <laughs> right. a great place to start, but stand up for it. I'm I'm nice. a yep. did I happen to mention I'm against seated meditation? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Now, I know our listeners are gonna want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Okay. Um I will post in the chat box and you can handle this however you'd like i will post secret messages a link <laughs> to my calendly page and people if you can share that people can click on that and schedule a 30-minute complimentary conversation where we can and it's all um confidential i i am a doctor in some areas um so I understand HIPAA violations. I will never divulge any of your secrets. Unlimited. We will, of course, have all of uh, Dr. Keith's links in the show notes. Scroll down, click on the link, open it up in a new browser because we are not done yet. So I do get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Um, Right after I had one job and I couldn't stand the boss telling me to do things that I thought were stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically it. I mean, I took a job, the guy's telling me here, move this pile of gravel over here. Now move it back over there. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I understood early on that. And I mean, here's a story when I was, 11, I think we just moved off the farm and all the kids I knew were getting allowances. So I asked my dad one day, can I have allowance? And he told me, I allow you to live in my house. I allow you to eat my food. I allow you to wear my clothes. If you a lot want of allowance. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was a lot of allowance, but he said, if you want money, you're going to need to get a job. Well, he of course thought I was going to go get a paper route, but I understood those things don't pay much. And I was walking around the neighborhood trying to figure out what am I going to do? I need some money. Um, and I overheard some guy trying to convince a homeowner to let him paint the house. And all I heard was mumbling about painting the house and the homeowner saying, well, that's just way too much. Well, it turns out my dad had already taught me how to paint a house, made me paint our house every year. So I ran up to the homeowner and said, I don't care what he's bidding. I'll do it for half. I'm 11 years old. 
right? And he looks at me and I said, well, you got nothing to lose because you supply the ladder, the brushes and the paint. I paint your house. And if you don't like the job, you don't pay me. If you do, you pay me half of what he's bidding. He said, all right. You know, it turns out I know how to paint a house. So I made $700 off of that job. And I was like, oh, yes. So I took my dad and my mom and the family to dinner, was tossing cash around. And my dad's like, where did you get this kind of money? I'm like, I, I painted that guy's house. Thanks for the training. <laughs> and, and he was like, I thought you'd get a paper out. And I'm like, no, those don't pay. Um, so right then I knew early on, even before I had that first job that you can make more money if you're really enterprising and, and you think and make more money on your own. So I got a job that was paying minimum wage and he wanted me to move gravel around. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to go do something else. Well, I, I bet the original painter was really glad that you didn't have the wherewithal to follow him around the block. <laughs> oh man, I should have though, right? Poor guy. <laughs> I never thought of that, but at the time, but I did go out campaigning for other house painting jobs. I mean, I didn't get a lot, but I, I did get a couple. A lot more than most 11 year olds got paid by them, I assure you. Yeah, that was a lot of money for an 11 year old. I, right? I was rolling it where, you know, 11 year old not selling drugs, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was um, rolling in money. Nice. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Um, it, uh, all I'm going to say is if you're even on the fence about whether you want to learn how to control those chronic issues, schedule a meeting, go to my Calendly link, um, 30 minutes is complimentary and confidential. You can decide at the end of that, whether you, whether you want to keep working with me or not. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. You're welcome. It's great being here. This was, this was a great talk. Awesome. I love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.